Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Welcome back to Open Books with Claire. On Open Books with Claire, we explore care- sorry, we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I'm your host, Claire. Today, I am going to give a short, spoiler-free look at the book all this time. But don't worry, following the spoiler-free section, I, along with a guest host, will dive into a spoiler look at today's book. Uh, so all this time was written by, I apologize for any mispronunciations, Mikey Daughtry and Rachel Lippincott. Daughtry is a screenwriter and a novelist, and um, Lippincott is a writer, and they both, they co-wrote this book. So this book was published uh, September 29th of 2020. So it's a first point, person point of view, and our narrator it is 18-year-old Kyle. So this is a individual novel. Our main character, Kyle, has been dating uh, a girl, uh, Kimberly, for quite a few years, and um, they're both kind of seen as the perfect couple until um, on the night of their graduation party, uh, Kimberly decides to break up with Kyle. This, of course, turns his world upside down a little bit, and then following this breakup, they both kind of get into an accident, and uh, Kyle wakes up with a head injury, and Kimberly is dead. Uh, So now Kyle has to, this book is about Kyle uh, figuring out um, how to uh, continue on living his life without Kimberly. Uh, And there's no one who really, he feels, understands what he's going through uh, until he meets a girl named Marley. So a little on the parental guide, uh, there are multiple swears throughout this book, but if you're fine with that, then I mean, go read this book. All right, so that was the spoiler-free section, and now on to the spoilers. Uh, to join me in that conversation is my friend, Emily. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I'm from the Kitscotty area. This is my third time being on a podcast with Claire, and I'm really happy to be back. I'm excited to talk about this book. It's awesome. I am also excited to talk about this book. Emily told me about this book. She's like, have you read this book? I looked it up and I'm like, no, not yet. And so, you know, of course, I go and immediately find it on my library app, download it and start reading it. Yeah, I had trouble putting the book down. I had to force myself to go to sleep. Yeah, well, yeah, I finished it. And I think five minutes later, I texted you to tell you, like, have you read this book? Because I had to tell someone it was too crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness such a crazy book. You gotta go read the book. Just go read the book. Uh, would you like to tell us <laughs> about what happens in this book? Uh, sure. Um, so, as Clarity mentioned, Kyle and Kimberly have been dating. They also have this friend Sam, and the three of them have been friends since they were little. Kind of always do everything together. So, when Kimberly dies, it kind of completely turns their, Kyle's world around, and he doesn't really know how to cope with it. And he kind of shuts everyone out, and he spends a good three or four months just kind of on his own, hiding from the world, unable to handle his life, because this girl who he had spent his entire life with and had planned to spend the rest of his life with was no longer there. And to top it off, she didn't want to be there, even if she was still alive. So he was was going through a lot. (laughs) And, um, yeah, and he meets this girl, Marley. And he kind of starts to open up because he sees that she understands what he's going through. And slowly, 
but surely with time he starts to heal and kind of understand why Kimberly did what she did and wanted her own space and what he did wrong on that too. And he kind of sees it from her perspective and he's, he kind of comes to peace with it. I don't, I don't know how far like to go. Like, do I, do I spoil all of it? Or, yeah, I guess all I can say is it's really, it, I, I screamed out loud. My, I had to stop reading, reread it. I had to, like, reread it a couple times, put the book down, and I, I couldn't believe it. I wasn't expecting it. Anyways, after, after that, he, he still kind of, Kyle still has to learn how to cope with this new situation, and when, he just has to, but this time, because of all the time he spent, spent with, Marley, he kind of knows how to handle change better. And that's kind of what the book does. He has to learn how to handle the change in his life. So, yeah. Uh, I, so, Kyle's our main character. He's the one that we uh, we see the book and his story through his eyes and through his head. Um, so, when he is going through grief and not knowing what to do, uh, we get to see that. We get to feel um, kind of that. And I think that this, um, like the authors did a very good job at, at making you feel some of his grief and some of his pain and confusion and everything. Yeah, no, I would agree. You feel his pain, right? You feel for him. It's change. He's, he's graduating like we are. He's got change next year coming. It's very real, m- relatable, minus the car accident, for me personally. But I'm sure that happens for some people, right? They have scares in their life that big changes happen, and it's scary. So yeah, no, I would agree. The authors, it's it's a, they made it very relatable. You feel his pain throughout the story. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and you get to see him develop. So at the beginning of the book, he's, I mean, he's the quarterback, and he's dating the cheerleader, you know, a very cliche couple, but they still worked well together, right? Like, I still feel like he looked a little bit beyond his position on the football team sometimes but he had been injured uh which meant that he didn't get a football scholarship and it went to another guy and so his friends talk about how he changed during that time he you know he spent all of his time with them and he he was just a little bit different because i mean his dreams were just crushed right when he I don't know, he tore his shoulder, or... Yeah, I think he... No, he took a really bad hit, right? And I think he tore something in his shoulder while he was playing football. So then, yeah, we never get to see him play in the novel. We just get to hear from his thoughts about it that it happened earlier in his year. So he was he went into his last year of high school thinking, I'm going to get a scholarship. He got a scholarship, he got injured, and then it was taken from him. So this guy's been through a lot. Right, and he, like you said, he kind of clings to his friends, almost to the point where I think he relies on them too much, which is, I think, why, well, we get told later it's why Kimberly wanted to break up with him, because she needed to see, she wanted to see who she was without him, and she wanted him to see who he was without her. And it's only after her death, and after a few months, uh, you know, trying to figure out where he stands, and then, you know, spending time with Marley, that he figures out, uh, that he... He begins to understand what uh, Kimberly was saying, right? Like, he, he understands that he wasn't a really good friend after that uh, moment. Like, he let his his pain and his um, anger kind of take over and blind him to how other people would be feeling in, on the other side of his situation kind of thing. 
you know, he kind of let his pain and anger engulf his entire life. Mm-hmm. So that's all he felt and saw. And yeah, like you said, he missed he missed the little things that were going on around him. That's definitely, that was one of the biggest developments, I think, uh, that he went through was he began to develop more understanding uh, towards his, his friends as he had to process his grief. Yeah, definitely. He... Well, just like anyone, you process it. To process grief, you kind of have to take a step back and look at it from almost an outsider's point of view. And once he did that, I think he kind of went, "Oh, this is this is why I was this. I was the root of lots of these problems. Mm-hmm. I I need to I need to be different." And I yeah, no, I would agree. I think he did. It was probably one of my favorite character developments too, because it wasn't super like I didn't feel it was like super cheesy. You know, it was very real and raw and true to what people go through. Yes, yeah. It was it was very, um, very true to uh, the pain and the grief and even the development of understanding, I think. Like, it takes time for people to process emotions. Um, like, some people are really good at it, right? Like, some people will just walk up to someone and immediately understand, like, just by their face, what they're going through kind of thing but then you know other people aren't able to do that uh so they need to take the time to actually like talk to the people and you know develop better understanding definitely yeah he definitely did that throughout the story yeah which i mean he didn't do it all on his own right like he had the help of like his mom tried to help him his friend sam tried to help him but i guess the biggest help was marley because she understood death. Yes, she understood death and grief and what kind of, he 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 felt she understood what he meant he was feeling through more, right? Like, it's not like, because, which is a little ironic because his mom had lost their, lost her husband and his father earlier, but to him, she didn't understand what, what he was going through. It was like an outsider, but no, yeah, you're right. It was Marley who he felt most connected with and felt he could simply, like, not sympathize i guess sympathize the most with right because he saw her in the grave graveyard yeah he saw her in the graveyard and her visiting and him visiting he just felt i guess the he felt the safest talking to her and letting her in on what he was going through and feeling and thinking Mm -hmm. and through through their conversation she helped him yeah you're right he she helped him understand his own life yeah, which I loved their meeting in the graveyard. Like, you know, he 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 passes by, like he's got flowers and he passes by a grave and it just I don't know, what did it say? It didn't it didn't have anyone's name on it. It just had It was just an empty headstone. And he's like, This is just sad. So he he puts a flower down and beside that that gravestone is another grave which is full of all of these flowers and everything like in it and it looks well taken care of and everything so he puts this flower down and then he goes uh to kimberly's grave and um it's as he's standing there and he's trying to you know trying to work through his feelings trying to you know talk to her a little bit and then all he hears is just like once upon a time there was a boy and (laughs) i'm like (laughs) Who just says that? You know, that's kind of creepy, but then you find out it's Marley, and she's at the gravestone, the grave that had, uh, that was filled with all of these flowers. So it was just kind of, kind of funny, 
It was a creative meeting, I guess. Yeah, it's a. It, you're right. It was an interesting creative meeting that you, no one would have thought would have happened. Like right, run into the street, and then run, no, see each other again, and they're in, out of the graveyard together. Like you know, passing by. No, he. Their first, first thing he heard was once upon a time. She's telling in as she's reading a story in the middle of a graveyard. Like that doesn't happen. That's unheard of, which is I guess why it makes it such a good meeting for them. And they kept meeting at the graveyard. That's the other thing, too. And the other spot they spent lots of time at together was this pond. And this pond was some was a place where Kyle and uh, Kimberly and Sam hung out together lots. But where he and Marley hung out was the other side of the pond where she fed the ducks. And that's where they kind of worked through lots of their personal stuff together. Because Marley, well, I guess she was in a, a graveyard. She also had some issues with her life, right? I guess not issues, but she had some tough stuff going on behind the scenes too. And we don't get to see as much of it because it's all, she's quieter and we mostly just get to hear hear and listen and watch Kyle grow. But we do get to see a little bit of Marley kind of work through her own grief. Yeah, you definitely get to see Marley becomes more open, right? As they, um, as their friendship develops and then it actually develops into a romantic relationship. You know, it becomes the relationship, I think, that Kimberly had wanted with Kyle and had had uh, before his um, injury, right? Before his uh, mindset shifted a little bit. It becomes a better relationship, right? Like, it's not one-sided. It's, you know, they both really love each other or like each other. Yeah, they they both are kind of wanting the same things. They're pushing for the same direction again which is something that kyle and kimberly weren't i guess you could say that they were the perfect couple right as in the the beginning of the book in the intro and you can read it on the the inside flap when you pick out the book is like kyle kyle and kimberly were this perfect couple and when i read it i think of like quotations marks in my head i always think of like quotation marks around perfect couple and then because they they weren't obviously but then when i think kyle and marley and they open up to each other i think they're they're like the actual not that there is a perfect couple, but they're closer to whatever perfect would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they were super cute together. Like, And they communicated, she communicated through flowers, right? Like, so she would bring up, like, the meanings of flowers. And it was just, just beautiful moments. It was, it was just adorable. It was a cute book. <laughs> it was. So our other two characters uh, that we, we see a little bit, but obviously we don't see them very much, is... Kimberly, uh, but because she dies within a couple chapters, which I read that part, and I'm like, wait, she's dead? I'm sorry, we're only a couple (laughs) chapters in, and you're telling me that you already killed a character off. I mean, it's right there on the flap that she dies. That's like that was That's why I picked up the book originally, because it's like, there's a perfect couple, a car crash, she's dead. What? How do you start a book by telling your reader... Like, before they even read a page of the book, that one of the characters is dead. Right? And, I mean, I read that, but I don't know if I believed it, because, like, people will write books, and it's like, oh, my (laughs) goodness, he's dead. Just kidding. He's not dead. So I was like, so, she actually died? I am so confused. Like, I had to pause reading just to collect my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame you. It was... 
it was an it was a good way to start a book. I mean, it is shocking. Gets people interested. I mean, I had to know what happens next. Right. It's like a yeah. It's why I picked it up. That's why I bought the book to read, and that's why I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, next page. Well, we'll just read one more. Whoa, whoa that happened. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we see we see Kimberly a little bit, and she seemed like a nice uh, girl. Uh, she she didn't. I don't think she wanted to break up with Kyle in the sense that she still loved him. I think, but she just she felt that she didn't know who she was. Uh, without him because it was always Kimberly and Kyle right so she she wanted to find out who she was and I mean but we don't really get to see her very much aside from uh weird visions that Kyle experiences due to his brain injury yeah we see yeah those weird visions and then just like the memories he talked about her and then the stuff him and Sam later talk about when they're they're speaking again and they're kind of trying to work through their work work get their friendship to a good spot again, right? But yeah, no other than that, we just kind of see and hear that she was this great person. Yeah, and then we hear about Sam, who Sam seems like a really nice guy. I mean, you kind of find out that he has feelings for or had feelings for Kimberly. But because she was dating Kyle, he just kind of pushed those feelings down. Which, I mean, I feel like that's kind of noble of him to do, and in a sense. Yeah, it's it's noble. It's almost like, it's. I want to say it's the right thing to do, but at the same time, like, I don't know if it is. Like, you almost need to have that conversation with your friend. Mm-hmm. But then again, it might go badly. So who knows the best way to do that? Right, yeah. But you know, it was he, he kind of was the glue. I think he's described as kind of the glue that held Kyle and Kimberly together when they weren't getting along. Like, he made their trio what it was mm-hmm. and kind of their friendship. The three of them were all friends, right? And so he he made, he was a big contributing factor to their the trio. Yeah, no, that's very true. And I think Sam Sam seems like a pretty nice guy. I mean, he's dealing with grief as well because, you know, they were best friends. And he was uh, considered the glue, right? So he he was also dealing with grief. And I think he found it fairly hard uh, when Kyle, you know, just kind of locked himself away from the world. Yeah. Because then, you know, they both had to grieve separately. Yeah, whereas it's kind of like that. It's kind of like at the beginning of that, back to that, Kyle wasn't looking to see how everyone else was affected or what was going on because Sam, he lost, yes, he lost his his best friend who he'd known forever, but he he actually lost both of them Mm -hmm. for the longest period of time because, yes, Kimberly was dead, but Kyle didn't leave his house. He was didn't talk to anyone. He didn't pick up the phone. And then eventually when they did talk, it was short answers. Like, it wasn't a real conversation, right? It took quite a bit for them to work through their friendship again. And it was after that they started that Kyle realized Sam's feelings for Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Then Sam kind of told him, like, hey, like, this isn't, like, I cared about her too. And, but, you know, I think I almost, I don't want to say it was harder for him, but I almost think it was because he lost both of his friends at once. Yeah. Whereas Kyle was more focused on losing Kimberly. Yeah, no, that's very true. So I'm just wondering, did the book kind of teach you something or, you know, touch on something, you know, that makes sense? I think it really, the, this one's kind of blatantly obvious and like a little cheesy, but like change is hard, but you have to manage it. And then once good things come from change, right? Kyle didn't like the changes that were going on in his life, but ultimately... He met Marley. Good things came from the changes that he had to go through, right? Good thing him and Sam have a better relationship, right? Sam has a better life. I I think he has a 
better life at the end of the book, right? They're friends, they're, they're communicating again. Like, change is hard, and I personally don't like change, but good, good things often come from hard changes, and it's usually the hard changes that make you mm-hmm. who you need to be. That's very true. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of felt that communicating like the importance of communicating like there was there was the talk of change and then you know there's also kind of talk about communicating right um because I don't think everyone was communicating everything that they were going through at the time like even before Kimberly died I mean Sam was keeping hidden the fact that he liked Kimberly um Kimberly was up until the point that she broke up with Kyle, she uh, wasn't talking about the fact that she wanted to break up. And I don't know if Kyle was really communicating all of his um, feelings either. And then after uh, Kimberly died, I don't... Like, he locked himself up in his room, right? Like, he wasn't communicating that emotion, right? So I kind of... I feel like, you know, there's a touch... It touched a little bit on the importance of communicating our feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, def, definitely agree. Cause I think a lot of their issues kind of been avoided if they had initially, like they would have never gotten to that car fighting in the very first chapter if they'd been communicating, right? If Kimberly would have told Kyle like, Hey, ever since your injury, you've been, you haven't, you haven't been the same, right? Or she, she then she would have told him about her choices of going, applying to different schools and originally planned instead of just telling Sam, right? There was a, there, they caused a lot of issues between themselves because mm-hmm. they didn't talk about them. Yeah, yeah no, it's very true. Uh, do you have a favorite character? There weren't too many characters, but... It was kind of nice. I liked the small characters. <laughs> I think I liked Marley because she was, she was quiet, but she was... And like I said, she kind of had her own demons to deal with, but she was more than willing to help Kyle out, right? She was there, and she was positive, and she was... she Something she says was, I don't tell sad stories, right? So she was dealing with grief in her own way, and it wasn't maybe the most healthy because she wasn't talking to anyone, but when she saw Kyle there, she kind of took us looked in herself and said, okay, he needs help, and she helped him despite the fact that she was still going through something. And I just, I thought she was cute with her flowers and her, her stories. So I guess that would be my favorite character. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that one. Marley was definitely, she was a very cute character. And uh, yeah, I love her, her connection to flowers and everything. It's, it's very, it was very nice uh, to read. Yeah, no, she, well, like she picked up little, like, what was it, snails? So they didn't get stepped on on a bike path. She like helped them across, like little things like that. Like who thinks of that? Who does that? Marley. So. So as you said, you obviously really liked the book, and you know, what would you rate it out of ten? Mm. One being not good, ten being amazing. Um, I think I'd give it like an eight point five to a nine, just because I loved all of the book, all of the book right up until the ending. I just thought and. I just, I don't know, I was expecting a little bit more from the ending after, you know, the, the middle of, what happened, the middle of the book, right? The, the, the big, the big dot, the big top we're not discussing. I just was expecting, I guess expecting more. And so the ending was like nice and I liked it. But then after like the other book, this, these authors wrote Five Feet Apart, which is no like direct relation. I was just expecting a little bit more. I don't know what I was expecting. I just thought it would be different somehow. That was, that was, that's kind of why. It was, I loved, like you said, I loved all aspects of the book, but the ending, I just felt a little like, oh, 
that that's it there's not there's not another chapter there's not like there's not like a little more explanation like it was still really good i was just like darn i can't believe it's over which just might be that it was such a good book i didn't want it to be over that's true <laughs> that's very true yeah no I'd, I'd agree with you on that i'd probably give it a you know nine out of ten i very very much liked it and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you know i got the chance to read it well, thank you, uh, Emily, for joining us uh, today. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? I guess it would be read the book. Just do it. It's a good book. It's kind of got some good insight on, I don't know, I guess 18-year-olds in their life. It's not cheesy, but like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not super cheesy, but it's a little, it's just the right amount of cheesiness I found mm-hmm. to make it a good book. And yeah, I, th- I think that's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I definitely recommend reading this book, especially if you want to know what happens, you know, because we didn't talk about that, but it's just so mind-blowing that you just got to go read it for yourself. Like, I don't think we could do that moment justice. I would agree. Uh, just talking about it, so. <laughs> so go read the book. Uh, you will be glad you did. Well, thank you, and, uh, and thank you for reading along with us. You can follow Open Books with Claire using the link in the show notes or using our handle at Open Books with Claire. This episode was hosted by myself, Claire Oster, and Emily. Uh, it was edited by Alex Williams. The music we use is by Paper Planes, and Open Books with Claire is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are a proud member of the Create Vine. Bye! Mecco!